never could keep her one quarter so well as the men on the flying trapeze. Hey everyone, welcome to the Oscarwatch Podcast. My name is Stephen Buja, and with me as always is... The one and only Alex Riviello. The one and only Alex <laughs> Riviello. Hey Alex, how are you doing this uh, this week? Not, not too sure. This week I'm doing pretty good. I uh, uh, Last night I watched Mad Max for maybe the eighth time, which is probably... Uh, I can't think of too many other movies I've seen that many times, or a second time at all lately with the way that uh, schedules go as you get older. And with the whole but, uh, two kids thing and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, two kids doing that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw it twice in theaters, which I I, I probably haven't done <laughs> since I was a kid. Uh, you know, I had to see it once in 2D, once in 3D. But yeah, no, I had a, a very good friend of mine. A very good friend of mine came back uh, to the states who'd been away in uh, Europe. Uh, which I mean, they have Mad Max in Europe, so I don't I don't know if that was a good excuse. But he hadn't seen Mad Max, so uh, I, I demanded he sit down and I, I, I shoved it in his eyeballs. <laughs> but my flight's in but, three hours. Like, nope. Yeah, well, no, you're just gonna miss it. that flight because that's it. You're going on another trip, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, that sounds like a fantastic way to spend an evening uh, watching that so. movie. I unfortunately i I have it on Amazon. Like I own it on Amazon, uh, but mm-hmm. it's on HBO a lot, and I like I want to watch it all the time, but uh, the HBO version just like screws with it so much, and I'm just, I just yeah. get, I just get kind of sad. Like, I, I oh. did. I, I'll admit, I did throw it on when I saw it was on there, even though I, I only on Blu-ray. I, still, I just seeing it on HBO. I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna put this on. Ended up watching it anyway. But yeah, yeah, I was kind of cursing at the uh, whole yeah. formatting issue. Yes, formatting people. Formatting people. It matters. It really does. Um, <laughs> I probably, but probably formatting did not mean so much. Uh, for our current movie, this week's movie, which is It Happened One Night, directed by Frank Capra, starring Clark Gable and Claudette Colbert. We just learned this. It is not Colbert. I actually always did mm-hmm. think it was Colbert, but it is Colbert, like yeah. Stephen Colbert. And this it's the 1934 Best Picture winner and one of only three movies to have won the top five Academy Awards. And mm-hmm. we will tell you what which one those are in the next segment. But right now, we're just uh, we're just going to have a little banter. Alex, had you seen this movie before? I had. This was definitely one of those movies, though, I had seen when I was a kid, and I barely remembered any any of it. And I'm sure I wouldn't have understood much of it. I saw it, like, you know, very young. So, uh, yeah, it's basically like seeing it the first time. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Yeah, well, what, what about yourself? This is, I believe, one of my mom's favorite movies. And oh, wow. I distinctly remember I was I was old enough to like under like get things. I was definitely in double digits. I was like a teenager or something when I first saw this movie. It was I think probably one of the first black and white movies I had seen. Mm-hmm. And at that age, I'm sure I went like oh, it's a black and white movie. That's boring. <laughs> I just want to watch Star Wars again. <laughs> my but, my kids came in when I was watching it, and they were like, "Why isn't it in color?" I'm like, "Oh God, we're gonna have this conversation already." <laughs> kids, it's not in color because back then color didn't exist. Now go to sleep. <laughs> there was no color in the world. 
I actually, I legitimately thought Wizard that for, I legitimately thought that for years that color wasn't <laughs> invented basically until I came around. That's how self-involved <laughs> I was. But uh, so I so I so I saw it. My mom showed it to me on like VHS or something. Mom, you can if you're listening, you can chime in and we can we can talk about that. But I loved this movie back then. I thought there was something fun and magical here. Mm-hmm. And seeing it again now for this is probably this must be the, only the second time I realized I remembered so much of it from 20 years ago, if not mm-hmm. more. And mm-hmm. it still holds up very well. I thought this was uh, it was, I was lo- I was really looking forward to this, especially after our last fa- Frank Capra movie. The um, I don't know what the, what the, Oh, God. Uh, you can't take it with you. Yeah, you can't take it with you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> which, which, which was done by the same people. It was uh, directed by Frank Capra, written by Robert Riskin. Uh, that, that, was, that, was, that was whatever. This, but this, this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This movie has everything I love in a, in a film minus, like, superheroes and um, <laughs> space aliens. Your remake. Your remake. My, we'll have that one. Yes, yes, yes. My remake will be a sci-fi road trip movie <laughs> with aliens and super-powered individuals. That's what's going to happen. It happened another night. There you go. It happened in space. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Copyright. Co-writer Alex Riviello. Okay. That's, there you go. All right. <laughs> we're, we're, getting in, we're getting into the game now. We're going we're gonna to start talking about a movie that we made. Wouldn't that's going to be, win the best picture. That's going to win the best picture. That would be oh, that's, oh my that's God. all we would do. <laughs> <laughs> clearly. Um, oh, clearly. So yeah, uh, yeah. Any other, so any yeah, you come at it from a different uh, perspective because yeah, I definitely I uh, don't have that attachment to it. I definitely don't have that childhood. I don't think my my, my parents are more kind of a uh, wonderful life Capras. Uh, you know, myself they're kind of a uh, uh, not so much the. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I never really saw it. That definitely wasn't really played as much growing up. Um, but it's kind of interesting watching this because it's it's one of those things where you watch it and you're like, wow, okay, it's this trope. But then you're like, wait a minute, the, the trope didn't exist yet. This was the Ex- beginning. Like everything exactly. was taken from this movie. Because well, we can get into the story, I guess. Now, yeah, you know, it, it, I mean, to sum it all down, it, it's a it's a you know. Uh, it's a two two lovers who uh you know woman's married to another married to another man and falls in love with another guy and and she's the uptight uh, rich uh elitist rich girl who, who falls in love with the freewheeling uh, man of the world and uh and that's kind of it and that's like that's such a trope that's such a you know that's just that's such a thing like you know but definitely yeah this was i mean i was trying to think of an earlier example and i couldn't um like i'm, I'm sure like i'm sure there are I'm sure some, there were stories, i'm sure there were yeah. I'm, I'm I'm like Shakespeare has has that trope I'm I'm sure and and whatnot but this is the this is cinematic this, yeah or not but, done but, as well yeah but or, not done as well not not cinematic yeah. not done with this energy it's a it's one of the uh, screwball comedies that were big in the 30s and also uh, one of the last um, romantic comedies to be released before the Hayes Code took effect mm-hmm. just later that year so I was able to get in with a little more raunchiness some some risqueness and uh uh like like yeah. f- like physical abuse like sure we could we'll just have that and it's, <laughs> it's definitely tamer than uh than i mean we, we saw it in uh in uh, broadway melody is it's a lot more risque 
uh, you know, just a few years before, five years earlier. Right. Um, right. And but- uh, Claudette Col- Col- Colbert, she was in um, the, I forgot the name of the movie now that uh, she was in a movie that was like scandalous and kind of uh, led to the code where she, uh, you know, she had like a, like a nipple slip, you know, moment. Oh, where she was in a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was like, you know, like, like scandalous. And that was, you know, pre-code and kind of led to her that. So she kind of, uh, she was involved with that herself, which is kind of uh, interesting because it's, uh, you know, this, I mean, yeah, it definitely has moments where, you know, it's unwed, or or one wed with a with a you know along with a man in a room kind of stuff you know <laughs> which right. was you know in the 30s that's like it's, uh, you know, especially yeah. on the big screen yeah but it's still very chaste uh, Clark Gable puts yeah. up uh, he puts he throws a rope <laughs> rope down he throws and he puts a um like a rug or some or like a sheet over it so they have they have a, yeah, a, a separation and that and that like, becomes like a, like a like a bad sitcom like a, <laughs> yeah like a bad sitcom like they're like they're dividing up their their stuff but it becomes yeah, yeah, but yeah. it becomes like their thing it becomes a little yeah. part of their of their odd back and forth relationship right. like and yeah the, i i was looking at this and clark gable's great like mm-hmm. clark gable's always great i think clark gable clark gable may have ruined what we think relationship relationship should be mm-hmm. in that he is such he's a like you he you could you couldn't make this movie nowadays because he is such a jerk <laughs> he he is uh, he is abrasive he is he threatens violence upon her at l- least at one point talks down to her he it's, at her at one point yeah he he, just, he treats <laughs> her like garbage but yeah. she lo- but they fall in love and you're like oh, like this is like this is where we we all think that you know when little billy pu- pulls susie's hair on the playground it actually means he likes her like oh no we should not be encouraging this yeah. people <laughs> but, but they do it. They're so, so charming, and they the chemistry between them is just it's Im- like immediate. It's one of those things where you're like, oh my god, these people belong together absolutely, entirely. That you that you overlook some of this crassness, this this ribaldry, for the sake of good comedy and just some uh, some amazing banter. Uh, I yeah, think. there's it's, a lot of good lines. There's a lot of good one-liners in this. There's oh, so yeah. much uh, quick, quick back and forth between the the duo, but yeah, there's a lot of weird. There's still a lot of moments that don't hold up. I mean, the whole basis of the film is, is the whole basis of the film is that she's on the run from her father, who is trying to uh, annul her wedding. Which, I mean, right there, that's like one of those things. Like, wait, a, and it's the fact that it's a. Uh, uh, it's it's so notable that the newspapers are writing about it. <laughs> like, yeah. there's nothing going on in 1934. <laughs> you know, nothing at all whatsoever. You know, not you know Hitler coming into power, or you know the droughts in the Midwest, or you know like Dillinger. Nothing, nothing else going. Nothing, nothing else. Going nothing else. <laughs> they just you know like this this lady ran away from her from her dad uh, because she because she wanted to get married. Yeah, so well, she wanted so, to keep her married. Yeah, and so yeah. No, so I was gonna say. So, if you ever complain about how the newspapers these days they follow ridiculous stories, well, I think we can point to this fictitious narrative and be like, well, back then they were like that too. So that's true. There you go. Touche, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's kind of it's an interesting thing though. Yeah, she's she's like literally running. You know, just just she jumps off a boat to escape her father. Uh, ends up bumping into uh, Cary Grant. Clark Gable. Uh, Cary Grant. Uh, P- uh, P- uh, sorry, Cary Grant. He's 
uh, Clark Gable, uh, Peter. I, get, I always get those two the names confused. Um, but anyway, yeah, on, on, a, on a bus where you know she's not exactly, uh, you know, it's just not the she, place that she, she would ever yeah. be seen. She's not streetwise. He's got no, uh, no. He's, he's 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 got the street smarts. He, he's a fast talker. He talks himself and they talk he talks themselves into hotels and other things. Yeah. It's it's he's, he's it's, also a newspaper newspaper writer and he's like a like a functioning alcoholic newspaper. You know, like any good writer, he's a functioning alcoholic. Oh yeah, he like um, he like he whipped up a, a big entire story in what a half hour. He said like just like right. just like get me a drink and give me thirty <laughs> minutes. And I'm just gonna bust yeah, this yeah, out like, like, like <laughs> through the through the typewriter down in the bar like oh yes. <laughs> Like I like I like I used to write very fast when I worked for Alex, but like yeah, that's true. You would knock him out in a half hour. I don't know if you're drunk or not, but uh, <laughs> it wouldn't have hurt. At that should point. have been. I should mm-hmm. have been. So it, most yeah, times. It, um, oh. So uh, it is um, like like last week's movie, uh, mm-hmm. Rain Man. It, this is another road trip movie, so we get to see a bit of the a bit of the country. And I was watching this, and I was thinking, oh wait. This is before the interstate highway system. There are long mm. back, like you would, there would be washouts and there would be like back roads <laughs> and things like, oh my, like it's, I just think it's so weird to think of a time before, like, I'm just going to hop on 95 and in 20 hours, I'm going to be in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is, it's true. a multi-day event. You're stopping in little towns. You're going on all, you know, these blue roads. It's, it's, I was like. These are actual road movies, and you know, it, like even like even in Rain Man, they had to get come contrive some scenario in which they are only going in the back roads because um, Raymond can't can't deal with can't the highway. Fly. Yeah, can't fly. Yeah, yeah, he can't, can't fly he, yeah. yeah, he can't fly, and he can't go on the main highways because they're dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so I was like, oh, we have. To- there's some nice little there's some synergy going on there which, which i which i appreciated uh which i appreciate yeah and it's a it is a lot of fun just a, they they run into every kind of character you can imagine on the on the trip which is i mean part of the fun of it i feel like i, I don't you know know the actors i don't know if uh, any of them are you know known comedians that that but i feel like every single person that they kind of bump into is like there's a lot of hilarious people in this movie although oh, yeah. like randos they meet on the bus and uh and, and such when they're trying to stay away you know initially they're, they're doing the whole uh trying to stay away from each other even though they're clearly attracted to each other kind of thing right. um and uh trying to take other seats and stuff on the bus uh, yeah. initially um but yeah it, it, it is definitely just one of those like just pure kind of fun silly movies and that's another thing i kind of didn't expect too maybe from the movie you know it's like one of those things you see you don't expect the best picture nominee anymore to be a comedy this, yeah. it's, i feel like these first few flicks were the one only ones that that snuck in before you know the Academy, I, I don't want to say wised up, but they kind of like, you know, figured out what they, they thought was important or, you know, I don't know, right. for, a, and, for a good film. And, it's, and the, for the better, for worse, you know, who's who's to say? Yeah, but they, know, they definitely I, I, allowed I, I, for more variety back then. Yeah, I just I don't understand the the concept that a comedy can't be as good as a, a serious, a, you know, so called serious film. It's it's one of those things. There 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 are comedies that are like so amazingly crafted that are you know just just as or much much better than the best possible drama you can have in a in a year. So oh, yeah. it's one of those weird things. There are no. I mean, I'm trying to think of another you know like comedy that got not even nominated for a an Oscar recently. I mean, <laughs> Globe, yes, but you know they have that specific category. Well, yeah, but uh, but then they make a mockery of it and give it to the Martian. Right, right. So, give it to the Martian. Like <laughs> I mean, it's fun. Uh, it's a, um, yeah. I will think about that and get back to you. Yeah, we're going to take a of- short break, actually, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the other movies that uh, were nominated in 1934. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I got a letter from Aunt Bella last week. 
Uh, she says if we don't stop over in Wilkes-Barre, she'll never forgive us. What are you talking about? Uh, the baby's due next month. They want us to come. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. She saw your uh, sister on the street the other day. She said she's looking swell. Come in. You know, I hope Aunt Bella has a boy, don't you? Grandma says it's going to be a girl, though. And she hasn't missed calling one in years. Man here to see your sweetheart. Who, me? You want to see me? What's your name? Are you addressing me? Yeah, what's your name? Hey, wait a minute. That's my wife you're talking to. What do you mean, coming here? What do you want, anyway? We're looking for somebody. Yeah, well, look your head off, but don't come busting in here. This isn't a public park. I got nurse to take a sock at you. Take it easy, son. Take it easy. And these men are detectives, Mr. Moore. I don't care if they're the whole police department. They can't come busting in here shooting questions of my wife. Now, don't get too excited, Peter. The man just asked you a civil question. Oh, is that so? Say, how many times have I told you to stop butting in when I'm having an argument? Well, you don't have to lose your temper. You don't have to lose your temper. That's what you said the other time, too. Every time I tried to protect you. The other night at the Elf's Dance, when that big Swede made a pass at you. He didn't make a pass at me. I told you a million times. Oh, no, I saw him. Kept pawing you all over the dance floor. He didn't. You were drunk. Ah, nuts. You're just like your old man. What's oh. a plumber's daughter? Always a plumber's oh. daughter. Then an ounce of brains in your whole family. Oh, Peter, what well, you've got for us, I won't see you. Ah, oh, shut up. Well, you see what you've done? Sorry, Mr. Warren, but you see, we've got to check up on everybody. We're looking for a girl by the name of Ellen Andrews, you know, the daughter of that big Wall Street mug. Yeah, well, it's too bad you're looking for a plumber's daughter. Quick ball and quick dollar! I told you they were a perfectly right married couple. <laughs> And we're back, and we are talking about the best pitchers of 1934. Alex, what was nominated that year? I mean, you got a minute. It's uh, we got 12 films. We got, we got a whole bunch. It, yeah, this was a few years after. They just started kind of, I don't know exactly uh, if they had a, a limit, but they just they just went a little nuts, and they just uh, nominated every figuring movie that came out that year, it seems like. <laughs> I don't know. They, they went from five, and then they went up, and then they went down. Uh, 34, they had... So, okay, it happened on night one, obviously. There was also The Barretts of Wimpole Street. Now, a lot of these movies you might not have heard of, because... Uh, give, give us the ones yeah. we haven't heard of first, and then we'll go into the, the ones that may have actually okay. lasted. Uh, Flirtation Walk. Yeah. <laughs> the Gay Divorcee. That's a Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire that movie. Is, that's the, that's like the, is, that's yeah. their first one. So, we'll say, okay, sure. Uh, RKL flick. Uh, Here Comes the Navy. Uh, the House of Rothschild. That sounds like it could be a National Treasure movie, like we're going inside the Rothschilds, because uh, mm-hmm. they apparently rule the world. You know that, right? I, I they control it. it. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Imitation of Life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One Night of Love. Sure. <laughs> Viva Villa. Ooh. And, <laughs> the White and the White Parade. Okay, so those were those are uh, those are nine. Those are not, not so known. Yeah, and then of course, well, then we have a couple that we we do know. Um, we have the Thin Man. Yes, so, the Thin Man. Uh, the great does uh, uh, a Dashiell Hammett story that was turned into the great uh, the great comedy starring I forget who, but yes, the Thin Man is one of the one of, one of those great great movies that has lots of sequels and uh, is revered by critics and film film goers alike. And, and then we also have uh, Cleopatra, uh, Cecil B. DeMille's. Uh, with also, yeah, like as you pointed out, also Claudia Colbert. Yeah. She fun. had a, she was all over the place. And I feel like this was Cecil B. DeMille remaking himself because I'm pretty sure he made a silent version because uh, DeMille was a silent, well, he was a silent director 
yeah, two. Started. And then he just started be like, well, we have sound, so I'm just going to redo all my movies. Right. Except, except, <laughs> except for the except for the, 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 the awkward ones, but Cleopatra would be would be one of them. Yeah. Um so yeah there was a, there was there was a lot of competition but not having ever gone through 1934 I can't say what movies actually yeah, made, actually deserve there but we're going to go with yeah. it happened one night Cleopatra and Thin Man definitely deserve to belong there uh, yeah at least as far as are are still in the in the cultural lexicon you know those yeah. are the ones that were are known exactly um and still I mean talked about it all oh, some of these I, I have not I'm looking through them so I have not heard a single thing about some of these um, but it, but it, it, it well, it's because you have so many damn you because they nominated every single movie that was made, nineteen thirty four. They they probably they probably did it. Uh, it but folks, let this be a lesson to you that just because a movie is old does not necessarily mean it is good or important. They made a lot of <laughs> stuff back then, just like they or, make a lot of stuff now. Too. And yeah, just like something stuff is nominated today or wins crash. Um, it uh. <laughs> It could be that it doesn't matter, and will never matter. <laughs> it won't matter. So you know, people. You know, we only remember. I think we only remember the really good movies. We remember the it happened one nights. We remember the Thin Man's. We don't remember the White Parade or the Barretts of Wimpole's Wimpole Wimpole Street. We don't remember those. We the cream the cream rises to the top. So if you're complaining about, I don't know, something winning in a year that you were alive in, just give it some time and you'll be like, oh, well, the good, the, the good, yeah. It, and, <laughs> and remember, like, we make it a big deal. This is the Oscars. This is the the rich and famous congratulating themselves and we right. get that. Is it actually important? No, but we're talking about it because it is a thing and it is important to us and there is a lot of good to be found in the uh, in the Academy Awards, they do. They, I think they have gotten it more right than wrong. At least so her, far with us, so, all, so, the all, all the ones we've done, um, they have a pretty good pretty good track record. Yeah, we got a pretty good track record. We're pretty much on the side of like they made the they made the the right decision, or we can right. at least see why they they did that. I, I mean, Crash might count for a couple oh, of strikes. Oh yeah, Crash is that's that's such <laughs> that a, might that's take a so bad. down for like five years. That's so bad. But okay, so that's what was nominated for outstanding outstanding production was what it was called then. It happened it happened one night was nominated for five awards. It won five awards. It won best picture, it won best director, Frank Capra, the first of 3 for him. Uh it also netted Clark Gable and Claudette Colbert uh acting awards and Robert Riskin, the writer, who is apparently based off of a short story called Night Bus. Uh that got uh Best Adapted Screenplay. It was the first movie to have won the big five. The other two are One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest with uh, the Milos Forman film. And then Silence of the Lambs in 1991. Jo- uh, Jodie Foster won like second time in three years or something or something like that. Uh, and has uh, and this was... And I th- and, and I th- and I think also think this may be one of the movies that has a hundred percent nomination to win ratio. It just like yeah, it's, it's every single one that was nominated. Yep, yeah, it didn't lose a single thing. It is in no way it is no way a loser. It is not. It is uh, the opposite of the Simone Biles who went who's going for five, but she got a bronze in one. I'm sad to say. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, a little some little fun facts. Betty Davis was the great Betty Davis. She was in the movie uh, Of Human Bondage that year as well. And she was written in. 
This was one of the last times the Academy allowed write-in votes. Uh, it was one of her big roles. So she was not originally on the ballot, but they put her on there anyways because there wasn't enough of an uproar or write-in campaign for her. Um, oh, yeah. Fun, fa- fun fact. There were a lot of... Um, there were a lot of movies nominated for outstanding production, but there were only three director, actors, and actresses. There were no supporting actors or actresses in this yeah, uh, nominated, which is just—it seems very odd. I think, especially mm-hmm. especially when you have twelve movies, right. supposedly twelve movies to choose from. Do you think that at least one of them have a good actor in it? Right, and um, <laughs> yeah, like the other one of the guys, Frank Morgan, is he's in the movie *The Affairs of Cellini*. Ah, that movie wasn't nominated. Uh, yeah. Okay, Barrett of Wimpole Street got a Best Actress nomination, and One Night of Love got a Best Actress nomination as well. Norma Shearer and Grace Moore, respectively. Oh, so they were still figuring out the system, how it works. Mm-hmm. They added a bunch of the technical categories this year as well. I think art direction uh, and sound recording, because sound was obviously big. Uh, oh, and also they had the Academy Juvenile Award, which went to the one and only... Shirley Temple. I don't believe they have that award any anymore. It could possibly have been changed into the that legacy uh, thing that they have going on, where they uh, have like the daughter or son of an Academy Award winner goes on and like escorts other people on and off the off the stage. That it, it, I I am just guessing there. <laughs> and that was 1934 in a nutshell, at least in terms of yeah. movies. The Dust Bowl was still. In the other, I mean, there was a couple of things. Uh, I mean, there was like uh, like Babes in Toyland came out that year, or March of the Wind Soldiers, depending on what uh, uh, the very weird Lauren Hardy film that kind of terrified me as a child. <laughs> there were a couple. There were a couple films, uh, but yeah, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing too remarkable. There was, I mean, it was a hard year. Yeah, like you said, the Dust Bowl there. The, it was uh, unemployment was at twenty two percent. They said this was the worst year of the depression. Uh, after the depression, uh, the, the people were not doing too well. Right. Uh, but I guess you know, a good good comedy is what what America needed at that point. We needed to go hey, man. laugh. Bread and circuses, man. You just got to distract the populace, <laughs> and it's a good and, and a true true Capra style. It is a comedy about uh, you know rich rich people and poor people coming together, yeah. and the poor people are smarter in so many more ways than the uh, the, the the rich people. It's it's. It's definitely not as like uniquely American as his other films, though. I noticed like there, it's no. not it's not as like all about the old good old American values. It is definitely uh, kind of a definitely the class warfare aspect is there, as in yeah. all his films. Yes, but that but is, that not. is definitely an American value right there. Like, that, that's true. I guess. Hate, yeah, hating, I mean, hating on the rich. That is we do that <laughs> so that's what well. We're good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hopefully, do I hopefully do it a little more for election season. Um, but yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I've already talked about the film some more. Um, yeah, let, let, you know, let's just we're not even gonna take a break. We're just, yeah, we're just gonna get right into it. Just the hell with it. Just just start going. Yeah. Tell us your thoughts. Yeah, no, I, I like what I was talking about before. It, it just it just definitely um, it's it's a movie like I, if I if I didn't know the history of it, I don't think I would appreciate it as much. Like one of those things, like kind of you know, coming to it now is a little strange. You know what I mean? It, like not real, you know, realizing it, the history of it and realizing that it's obviously influenced all the future films. It's but you know, because the story itself is there's nothing too remarkable about it. The the characters are amazing. The actors are are like you said. There's an instant attraction like between the two. There's a, there's definitely a spark there, uh, which is remarkable because Claudia Colbert was like what, she was in like three of the top 
like best picture movies this year. She was in she was a ton of movies this year. Oh yeah, um, they, I mean it was the studio system, so they just were just yeah, they just just cranking like, them out, like, cranking them out. They were working these people yeah. to death. She didn't. Uh, she was one of the last actresses approached to do the movie, and she she hated doing it. She, yeah, uh, yeah, she like I, I well, like I, I read somewhere that she said that I just filmed, I just finished the worst movie I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she didn't even uh, she didn't attend the Oscars. She had to be uh, apparently pulled off a train when she found out they found out that she won. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she, she didn't believe that she was going to win. She, had, she didn't think she had any chance. Didn't believe. It. She hated Frank. Cap- she did not get along well with Frank yeah. Capra. And the but, movie initially apparently didn't do too well. It wasn't until it hit like kind of the second run theaters that it, it became a massive hit, and it was like the biggest thing Columbia's ever done yeah. uh, in its history, I think, to this point. Wow. So it's uh, kind of interesting how I mean you know it's kind of thing that would never happen these days. A uh, film if a film doesn't perform the first weekend, you know it's it's as good as dead. Uh, <coughs> so that's cool. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Seventy percent drop. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it, it, it is nice to remember a time, to, or to least, maybe not remember to think of a time when it wasn't about the opening weekend and a movie could have yeah. legs. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, honestly, the only movie I could think of that had that was like avatar i remember it actually increasing its right. weekend total like for like eight six or seven weekends it's in a such row a, it's, it's just still weird. the weirdest just weird film to it's because it was that event film that's uh, you need yeah. to have some kind of like event film to to do it this you know otherwise everyone's like whatever i'll just wait for dvd you know in two weeks so <laughs> <laughs> or you know until it hit netflix I'll, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll wait for the special the uber special blu-ray edition of the force awakens even though i already have a somewhat special <laughs> edition of the force Awakens. <laughs> i wrote that i wrote up that news and people are so mad very angry about buying it a second blu-ray with uh, an audio commentary yeah that um, should be the come on man that should be the first thing you have <laughs> uh, uh. well it had one night as a nice uh criterion uh, release. Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks very crisp, very solid. Yeah. It's 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 super nice. It's super super great. So, um, all right, let's uh, let's talk a little. We've hit, we've hit a hit a lot of the points. Uh, I just want I, you know I wanted to mention the but there there's a lot of a lot of scenes on the bus and Capra shoots them very dynamically and there's a lot of fun uh, you know witticisms going around. But I was watching this and going, yeah. This is not how we do bus travel these days. No, no. There was a there's a there's a great there's a great scene where they start singing this song. Uh, the, tra- oh, the trapeze the boy. Trapeze. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The boy in the we're flying gonna, trapeze. We, oh yeah. yeah that, oh yeah. That, oh yeah. Okay. That's either right, yeah. we're either ending it with that or it's or it started it either way. But like, and they're all like singing. Everyone's getting into yeah. it, and I'm just like, oh, no. you would be like no. Like no, okay. you do. Not, I am. People like, would die. Like I don't like. Oh, I would. I would. I would slice somebody. I would slice him up so good because nowadays I don't want to talk to you. We're on this eighteen-hour trip through God. Ohio with no highways. It's it just seems like oh my god no. And, yeah. and like we're all on the bus, so you know that's not. Like we're all well, like nobody's I mean, nobody's no cool. There's no iPads back then, though. You know, there's no, there's yeah. no, no, no. You don't have your phone. You you can't be reading a you know like two thousand books and and yeah, but, YouTube videos. But what if somebody was reading a book and was like, I don't want these assholes singing. Like I am on the subway literally every day. I'm like, I just, I, just, I don't care about your singing. I don't care. I don't, <laughs> don't care like if it's. I don't like. I don't. I hate. I don't. I do not like Showtime. Imagine that. I don't like having a foot like come within an inch of my face. Surprisingly, 
These, maybe if they sang the flying trapeze, you'd, you'd change your tune. Maybe sing along. I, I, I actually, you know what? There honestly, as, <laughs> as I was watching this today, there was a guy singing opera, uh, and I appreciated that just because it was different. I still did I, I, it. I it was fine. I like I heard him basically through. I was trying to just watch the movie. <laughs> he sounded he sounded fine, but just it's there. <laughs> there are a lot of those little things that I'm curious as to how they would work in modern modern settings for instance i feel like tracking somebody might be easier yeah the whole the whole fun trying to find his uh daughter by putting everything in the newspaper yeah he just find her iphone and yeah or or, or they do a like an instagram thing and people would just be searching or, instagram yeah like oh hashtag, like where's, where's ellen yeah you where's know? ellen find ellen um <laughs> And there would, it would be a there would be a big blog about his the husband's like taking selfies every day with like like all hashtag like you no know, sad puppy dog looks yeah I mean like, it's it's right it, it'd, be, it'd be kind of like a less rapey version of Overboard which is a, <laughs> which is a delightful movie with questionable moral and ethics but mm. uh, yeah yeah it's, uh, so yeah I mean well the, yeah the, I mean the moral me as as a father watching this movie it just ooh, it's a little weird. Uh, as someone with two daughters myself, uh, watching this guy who was way too involved in his daughter's love life, it's just a little creepy. Not it's a little creepy. It's creepy. It's just straight up creepy. It, <laughs> the whole thing is the whole movie and the whole plot is him just trying to control his, his daughter's love life. And, and and then at the end, even uh, just she goes she goes for it again because it, it ends up that you know she comes back uh, to her husband after thinking that uh, Peter doesn't actually love her, even though he does. And then uh, he, he, you mean the to father, say there was a misunderstanding in yeah. a romantic comedy? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, misconnections and all kinds of. Yeah, um, but then you know, there's the moment where they're they're he waits till they're going down the aisle till he's leading her down the aisle to be like, hey, listen, if you don't want to do this, I got it out. You know, he waits till <laughs> the last possible second. Like, I got a car run, waiting for you. Just jump in there. Don't worry. You know. By the end, by the end of this, if you decide, he doesn't. He doesn't bring it up a little earlier. You, you know, the whole ride there. I guess he was quiet. Maybe he was checking the newspaper. I don't know. Something. But, <laughs> but anyway, he's a pretty shitty dad, is what I'm saying. Yeah, he did, uh, he, he, he did seem to. He did. They didn't seem to quite characterize him well. Like first, he was like, "Oh, you can't marry this clearly successful pilot person." Who, by yeah. the way, by the way, um, Ellen, Ellen, her name. Yeah, Ooh, but yeah. Ellen. Her, this like. She she met her current her current husband, whose name is King Wesley. And like, if that's not the douchiest name <laughs> I've ever heard, I'm like, oh god, I just like I already hate this guy. You so immediately much. want to hit him. Just I'm the like, name, it's like, perfect, perfect oh, name. And, and, and and then when you finally meet him, you're like, oh, just, this guy's gonna yeah, he's I'm, I'm, yeah. slap this. Sh- I'm gonna slap that stupid mustache off his stupid goddamn face. Well, but, I mean, there are a lot. To be fair, there are a lot of dumb mustaches in this movie. There's yeah, there. Clark Gable has a very <laughs> dumb mustache. Uh, none of these mustaches would translate into the modern version no. at all. Uh, also, absolutely. John Waters. John Waters is the only person John, yes. who's allowed to do the pencil thin mustache. Yes, he is. Everyone else legally. It's, I think that's a law. I it. We should put it on the books. <laughs> I was ha- <laughs> only uh, no. person allowed. I was having. Oh yes, my point was Sorry. that. <laughs> you know what I bet? You know what I bet happened a couple months after this is it the same bullshit. Ellen ran away because. She tells um, uh, Peter, Clark Gable's character, that she was in a uh, – she was probably at like Macy's or something. She was trying on – you know, she's going shopping by herself. She had slipped her father's 
uh, bodyguards. And when they caught up to her again, she like ran out the door and got in a cab. And she fell in love with the first guy she met, which yeah. was King Wesley, this pilot guy. And they just talked all that. They, they talked. They spent the day and they fell in love. And here she is escaping her father. And yeah. she falls in love with the first guy who shows her any kindness whatsoever. <laughs> and... I think like I I'm not too confident about repeat. these I'm not too confident about their pro, their their future together. Like yes they mm-hmm. have, they have great uh banter and they there's such smoldering chemistry between them and they're just two uh, astonishingly good looking people but long term I don't I don't see this relationship really lasting all that much so uh, even though the uh the dad approves though this time maybe that's all the all the impetus their relationship needed weirdly but, enough Possibly, possibly, but like, like, I, like, I don't like. I don't know about you, but maybe like you, you're the one with daughters, but like, mm. I mean, like a pilot's a, that's a good, that's a good, that's a yeah, good catch, he, right? That's he a good immediately catch. switches on on uh, he, he. There's one conversation that's lasts about what 15 seconds that he, he has uh, with with uh, Peter that um, where he he just all he does is yell. You know, he gets mad at him and yells at him, and then he yells, out, "Yes, I love her, I love her," and, and then he's like, "Don't hold oh, it against me." Kid. Marry my marry my daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was it. Like yeah. that was that but, was that's all he needed to know. Well, well and also the fact that he didn't want the money for exactly. the reward that he offered her. But you know, I I don't know. Yeah, exactly. If, if there's one thing, sorry. Yeah. No, just just the fact that he's involved at all in this whole decision is just. I mean, obviously it's 1934. Right. It's a different world, but just everything about that kind of just just gets rubs me ill icky. Yeah. It just it's very. Ugh, I don't know. It, 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 to, to, to care that like I like let your daughter do whatever the hell she wants. Let her have sex with whoever she wants. Let her marry whoever she wants. You know, I don't know. It doesn't. You know, controlling. It's not. There's nothing good to become of that. That's why I think by controlling who she sees and what she does. It's like like you. I don't know. Like it's it's led her to, you know, this one douche and then this other alcoholic newspaper man. Uh, who he knows so nothing alcoholic. about and immediately tells him to. Yeah, he's always drinking. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe the future is grim for the yeah. for the duo. That's, that's, that just changed the movie around completely, though, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so future, you know, so future suitors of people like remember this. Like you're gonna have an intimidating, uh, you have an intimidating presence with with you know with with Alex Riviello here. It does uh, make. Man, uh... I didn't say that at all. I didn't say that at all. I, as long as, as long as you know, the, my, as long as there's no issues, I won't get involved right. whatsoever. But, I, but, I'm, I trust yeah. my daughters to 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 stand up for themselves and be cool people and to know what someone who's good is. And not, and I will never. I'll say this now publicly. I will never involve myself in, in what you know what who my daughter sees or something. Like there's always dads who are like, oh, I'm gonna. You know, and I actually was like that when I first heard that I was having a daughter. I had the whole, you know, oh, I'm gonna sit up, you know, gonna get a shotgun and get a shovel, right? Because <laughs> that's what you need. That's the two most important tool. But then you start thinking about that, and it's just a little weird. The whole there's a weird sexual thing going on there that nobody should be touching at all. Like you should not be worried about your daughter's sex life. That's just nope. it's weird, dude. It's, it's very weird. It's very weird. It's a big cultural thing, yep. and it's kind of uh, a lot of people. I kind of expect it like oh yeah i'm gonna throw her in the, i'm gonna keep her in the basement uh lock her up until it, no dude that's weird that is weird what do you want to do that's with your a, daughter really that's <laughs> that that, is... that's that's even weirder oh okay but yes uh we are counting we are counting <laughs> for um we are counting for 82 years uh time span and also yes um uh, they're 
they're an aristocratic people. The like this mm-hmm. like this dude is literally he's like saying he's like demanding the newspapers find his daughter and like I I I don't think who can do that these days. So when you have money, I think the rules are slightly different and like there's all sorts of it's still weird there are breeding concerns but i kind of get why the dad was doing it but i also don't entirely understand why the dad in the end was like i like yeah yeah the switch because if there's one thing i've learned is that in movies is that clearly rich people do not actually like being rich and they appreciate it when you reject money which is (laughs) goes which is anathema to pretty much Every story of a rich person I've heard in real life right. <laughs> that that when there's a reward and you refuse the reward, they're like, "Oh, well, you're clearly a stand-up you're, guy." You're an idiot. <laughs> but, no. <laughs> but no, you're the idiot for offering a yep. reward in the first place. You ever think of that? So, mm. so there's some. There's so that aside. That aside, yeah. That I aside, mean, like, Peter, <laughs> Peter, and Ellen when they when they when they start like actually like even when they aren't gelling even when he's being a jerk to her it's still so much fun to see like i yeah. i i just got lost in this movie so well and when the oh, and when the, uh this, there's a great scene they're at a like a like a cabin retreat thing the bus had broken down or the road had washed out and in the morning the uh detectives came by and they were looking for Ellen and like, oh my god, what what are they going to do? And they just go into this great little bit about uh, being, which yeah. and they're just yelling at each other in that way that only married couples can do. And I was, I was <laughs> dying. I was like, this is awesome. And they that did, and, and it's and like it's all script and like the the script is brilliant, is utterly yeah. brilliant. But they do it so fast and uh, and so sharp uh, that it's really a joy of a movie to watch and it holds up to this day it doesn't have any of the pacing issues of you can't take it with you or the broadway melody the other older films we saw this feels very very modern outside of of course the pencil thin mustaches the weird you know the telephones the weird sexual politics in play <laughs> i had to explain what to my daughters what they came in during the scene where he was talking on the telephone i was like yes telephones used to be in two pieces dear you know <laughs> but um yeah, no, it absolutely, absolutely holds up. I, I would say, yeah, as a comedy, it works exceptionally well. The the only thing that kind of does throw me is the marriage thing. I don't know why. It's like for some reason, if this was just like a fleeting romance story, I feel like I would have kind of accepted it better. It's you know, a product product of its times, and, and there's nothing to do about that. Um, but yeah, as as far as a comedy, absolutely holds up. It's definitely one that's uh, still watchable and still hilarious today. Absolutely, yeah. Abs- just absolutely, absolutely. Uh, do you, Alex, you got anything else to add? No, I mean that's about it. I I, uh, I enjoy it. It's definitely worth watching. It's it's one I would say I I, I go back to this probably more than most other Capras. Uh, yeah, like more than It Happened One Night or uh, even Wonderful Life. But, I mean, everyone's seen that a hundred times anyway. Right. <laughs> or, uh, just, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it, uh, interesting note about that. Uh, you said you grew up with It Happened One Night. My mom hates that movie oh no no not at all like, oh, more no, like no, wonderful no. life oh yeah. So, yeah yeah so, so, sorry sorry, sorry. Like uh, more of the sappy yeah. parents exactly sorry <laughs> like... my mom sorry you're right my mom my mom hates uh uh it's a wonderful life it's... like oh, we okay, never right. like that was that was not our christmas movie right, at right. all and <laughs> yeah. but she loves this one whereas you grew up with uh if it's a wonderful life the did not, yeah so we're like a little it's a little little there you go. A little, little synergy going on. But okay, anyways, <laughs> this um, 
has been Oscar watch. Alex, the Academy made the right choice, yay or nay? Uh, well, having not seen 10 of the films, yes, I would say yes. No, yeah, it's good. It's a hard one, obviously. I'm, I'm not going to go and sit and try to find half of these movies. But uh, yeah, of the ones I've seen, um, yeah, absolutely. It still still holds up. It's with still, withhold the, the test of time. It it, abs- it absolutely has. It's even been remade a couple times, like in India and various mm-hmm. other uh, other other times. But this is the original and still the best. So we're going to say Academy to you. Good show. You picked the right choice. And, yeah, that's us for this week. You can find us at on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter at Oscar Watch Pod. You can write us an email if you enjoyed what you hear. If you did not enjoy what you just listened to, you can write us an email at uh, OscarWatchPodcast at gmail.com. Alex, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, Alex Raviola, or uh, just AlexRaviola.com. Some of my most recent work up there. Yes, indeed. And so we have a special episode. That patent episode is coming, I promise. But, Alex, do you have the oh, dice? Oh, yeah, you want to? Yeah, let's do I this. do have the dice. I have my D10s always ready. Yeah, that sounds excellent. weird. Uh, uh, but... so, so if you're if you're tuning in for the, for the first time, we determine uh, the next movie we're going to watch by a roll of 2D10 from Dungeons & Dragons. And uh, whatever rolls we... Uh, <laughs> they're, not we brand, they're not branded. They're not branded. They can be branded. Okay, they're not branded, but they're 10-sided dice. And... I feel like a lot of our audience does know what they what what those are, but there are some who don't. They're generally <laughs> it's generally reserved for larger weapons in Dungeons and Dragons and the Constitution modifier on warrior, oh, Warriors. Is it Warriors? I, that are, I don't. You're you're the professional. I literally am actually. So, <laughs> anyways, what do we got? Okay, uh, let's roll it up. Oh, oh no, eighty-seven. Oh. Ooh, it was Birdman. Birdman. Oh, oh, which I just watched recently, actually. Okay. Okay. So, well, shit, I guess... Shit, man, I guess we're doing Birdman. Bird? I guess we're doing Birdman. Wow. All right. Whew. Cool. That should be interesting. I kind of want to watch it again. So that's Me too. Good... I've seen it once. Oh, yeah. I'd be curious. Hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. So Birdman, Birdman will be coming in the, the next week or so. Uh, we'll need to work out a schedule for the patent, but... Yeah, we'll so Pat next, and then Birdman. Birdman. Oh man, this will be this will be fun. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Oscar Watch. My name is Stephen Buja. I'm Alex Reveal. and we will see you at the movies. Oh, uh, do you mind if I ask you a question, frankly? Do you love my daughter? Any guy that had fallen in love with your daughter ought to have his head examined. Now, that's a division. She picked herself a perfect running mate, King Wesley, the pill of the century. What she needs is a guy that'll take a sock at her once a day, whether it's coming to her or not. If you had half the brain you're supposed to have, you'd have done it yourself long ago. Do you love her? A normal human being couldn't live under the same roof with her without going nutty. She's my idea of nothing. I asked you a simple question. Do you love her? Yes! But don't hold that against me. I'm a little screwy myself.